super glad to see you guys. Uh, my name is Mark. I, I think I'm um, able to meet some, some guests tonight, which is awesome. Super glad you're here uh, for Fuse. And uh, if this is your first time, just know that like we desire for this to be a place for you just to come and relax kind of in the middle of the week. You know, you've got school going on and all that, but this is a place where we can come to get together, have fun, maybe learn a little bit about God and have fun in the process. Um, so we're kicking off this brand new series called The Big Questions. And I was trying to think, I actually uh, did a little bit of Googling today, which will get you into trouble um, when you ask, like, what are the biggest questions of life? Um, and they were all related to science, I thought was interesting. Um, if you Google that tonight, maybe, uh, maybe not right now, but um, do it. You know, it's, it's kind of fun. And I'm curious if you, um, if you would think maybe what the, maybe the most important question of your life is. If you, like the thing that might keep you up at night, and maybe the sixth graders have a different answer from like the 12th graders. Um, we asked our um, seven-year-old if he thought um, he would have a family one day. And he said, no, I don't really like girls. But then if you talk to some of my other boys, maybe that might answer differently. Um, so maybe some of the middle schoolers feel some kind of way about dating. And some of the high schoolers, maybe um, things are a little different. Oh, there's giggling in the crowd. I like it. We have struck a chord. Is there some like middle school romance happening? I tell you what, we'll do, we'll do story time later. Okay. That, no open mic night at Fuse. That could get very interesting very fast. Okay, so what's the meaning of life is, is like one of the most popular questions uh, that I found. What's the meaning of life? Um, how, many, how many would say uh, they feel like they might have kind of a clue as to what the meaning of life is all about? Okay, just a hand raised would probably be awesome. Uh, so one, two, three, okay. Notice four-ish. Notice how it's the students and no adults. And that's not to say the, the adults don't know. I think the adults might agree with me and say, the older you get, the more confused we kind of get about what this is all about. There's some things we know to be true. Is it true? Let me just ask the adults a question real quick. Is it, is it kind of true that the more you learn, the more you find out you don't know anything about anything? Because there's just so much out there. Right? I'm not talking about like, chemistry in school. I'm talking about like, what is life all about? Um, I remember growing up watching um, like sitcoms. You know what a sitcom is? There was these things that we used to watch on TV and they were only on at one time. <laughs> it was at 6.30 and everyone tuned in at the same time. There was no pausing. There was no rewinding. There was none of that. Um, and, and there was always this like really dumb dad who always got himself into trouble by saying something stupid to his wife. Um, and I remember as like a middle school or high school, I was like, I, I've watched Tim Taylor, uh, you know, say something to his wife, Jill, um, and really like mess this thing up. Anyone ever seen Home Improvement in here? Really? Okay. I mean, it's a lot of adults, but like, Keegan, you have seen Home Improvement. You watch it. Okay. Family Matters. Anyone watch Family Matters? Okay. All right. We're about to have like, yeah, a little culture moment here. Fresh Prince? Oh, interesting. That's maybe the most popular. How about, let's, let's, let's dial it back. I bet there's not many students who have seen Step by Step. You have? I'm not talking about the, the, the song by the boy band. Um, step by Step. Isn't that by? 
New Kids on the Block, thank you. I almost said Backstreet Boys. Anyone want to tell me what you think maybe the, the big question in life is? This is dangerous. Why? Dude, that's a great question. Just why? Question mark. Why? So I, I know, I know that those are tough questions. Um, and here's, here's what I, I found interesting. Um, and maybe this is the reason that we as adults have learned that we don't know so much because what happens is, is we, we hear things on the news about how, like, say, blueberries are really good for you. They're really, like, they're a superfood. They're, they're really healthy. And then the next week, you're like, the dangers of blueberries, they'll give you cancer. Like, if you, if you want, you know, this would be a really interesting test. Not the most important questions or life's deepest questions, but go Google, um, is coffee good for you? And you'll get one or two answers. You know, you'll get different perspectives. If you, if you Google, why is coffee dangerous? Why is coffee healthy? You'll get, like, widely different so it's just hard sometimes. I think in this generation, y'all have been handed the whole internet. We didn't grow up with that, right? And, 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 and those of us that had it for a little bit, little bit it, was, um, it was much slower in, in, the, in the good old days. And it made some different sounds when it started. Yeah, you're all hearing it in your heads right now. You've got mail. Um, so it's interesting that it, as, you, as you think through the, like, life's, most important questions, or maybe even less important questions, that if you go Googling, if you go asking people what the answers are, you're going to get some, like, widely varying results. I have heard some of you tell me things that are based on what you've learned out there, whether it be in middle school or high school, or in, on the internet, or on some social media platform. And I find it interesting, and I want to learn more. And the truth is, I'm not right about everything. Everyone, like, shake your head yes. Like, Mark is not right about everything. Yeah. We all understand that? Amira, Amira. Oh, EJ is very, like, convinced that I'm not right at everything. Just didn't need all that confidence, man. I didn't need all that confidence. Like, I know some things. So um, I went looking for answers on TikTok today. Just quick, just quick uh, survey. Who's on, who's on TikTok? I don't need all the answers. I just like yes or no is where I'm after. My parents don't let me have a device. See, they learned that devices were ruining your head and the 5G is going to like, and they're going to, they're going to hack your brain and they're going to turn you into robots. And that's, don't need that. Who's on TikTok? Who's again, don't need, who's on Instagram? Who's, um, who's following someone that is sharing truth about the world on social media? Oh, okay. Just the older people. The rest of us are just following, like, meme accounts, which is what social media is good for at this point. Just, I want to watch cats falling off buildings. It's all I want to watch. Not animals. Not animals. Just cats. It's cats. So I went, I went looking for answers today. I went to Christian TikTok. And Christian TikTok, um, for those of you who don't speak TikTok language, is essentially just, like TikTok works kind of like Facebook and Instagram. There's like an algorithm. And you know that like 
those platforms don't show you everything. Like if you follow 100 people on a platform, you're going to start to like pause on some people's pictures more than others. And then TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and all that are like, ooh, they like this person. And so all of a sudden you'll stop seeing those other people until, this is interesting, until you mention them at dinner. You're not even on the phone or whatever, but your phone is just listening. And then you open your phone up and you see a post from them. And you're like, oh, they're listening. You ever had that moment? That's crazy. It is for real. It's a, I dare you to try it. Just, just put your phone next to your bed and just start talking about someone. Your parents will think you're weird. Actually, they won't because it's just normal activity. So I went to Christian TikTok, and I was asking questions. Or I was looking for answers about, like, how to follow Jesus. And uh, I found lots. I found a lot. Um, but I brought um, three different people that were talking about kind of three different ideas. We'll just we'll play the first one. Look at the screens. Do you know how many times I heard this? Like, follow, and share to get saved. If you don't like and comment, you're going to hell. If you don't like this video and follow me, you're not a true Christian. Like, you got to be kidding me. Okay, so I got to say, like, if you're seeing someone, and, and this is not new. You know why that's not new? Because um, all of the adults in the room, we have, we have, like, grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles that sent these things called email forwards. And they said, if you don't send this to 10 people, you're going to die tonight. Like, that was a thing that we had to deal with, okay? So that's like there's people on social media apparently telling you, if you don't like and follow, like, you're not a Christian. Anyone ever seen stuff on, like, TikTok or something that you're like, that is not true. That is not true. Interesting. Now, this second one, this second one I thought was very interesting, and I want to see if you can detect the lie. Go ahead and play it. I'm going to need you guys to stop saying things unless you actually want to bring those things into existence. When God spoke, the world was created. At his command, everything appeared. Please realize the power of your words. Saying things like, I'll never have enough money. I'm no good. Things will never change. Those are words of lack. You're literally speaking death over yourself and bringing those things into existence. But to instead say, I am blessed and highly favored. God has a good plan for my life, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a hope and a future. That's to speak a life over yourself and invite in God's abundance. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So watch your mouth carefully today. Are you coming into agreement with God or with the enemy? I'm going to speak a million dollars into my checking account this week. Amen, sister. I'm just going to speak. I'm just going to believe it right now. Anyone spot the lie? Anyone want to share what they think? It's kind of, yeah? Ooh, isn't that interesting? God can do it, and he created you, so surely you can. Goodness gracious, like how many ways are we different from God? We are made in God's image, but we also are sinners. <laughs> like we, we ruin everything. Anyone, anyone ever heard someone say like, man, you got to speak it. You got to speak life. And here's what's interesting. She tagged a Bible verse with it. Well, I mean, gosh, there's a Bible verse. Sure sounds like it works. Did anyone start to be like, oh, maybe that's what that means. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's interesting. And so if you've ever heard me get like fired up about like why it's important that we read our Bibles for ourselves. We talked about this Sunday morning, especially in high school class, about what's true and what's not true. 
Like, what happens is, is you start to search these th things, and you start to just scrolling, and they come right into your feed, right? You're just scrolling, and they just show up, and you watch it. And if you're not paying attention, you might believe it. I've got one more, and this one's a little crazier, okay? So turn your attentions to the screens. I just wanted to show you that because I thought it was just terrifying. That's all. I don't have anything to teach about it other than this. Hey, guys, choose your girlfriends wisely. Because <laughs> they really, they're, they're on good behavior. And then that shows up at dinner. And they're like, whoa. Middle school romance, are we still thinking about it, guys, girls? <sighs> okay, so let's, let's chill. Let's chill for a second. Here's, here's what I want to share with you, and maybe you'll agree with me here. When there's lots of different answers to, like, your one simple question, it can be pretty confusing. Is that fair? Is that fair to say that, like, what we would say is that, like, when we go searching for answers, and, and, and for Pete's sake, like, I understand how difficult it is for you to be like, well, I don't know, I can't like ask Siri, like what's going, like where to find an answer. So I have to just kind of hope that someone speaks to it. Or I have to go Google it. And so you might find a pastor that believes this about the word or that about the word. We talked recently about how sometimes we read the same verse and we, we interpret it differently. And so what, so what do we do there? Matthew, uh, in Matthew chapter 4 there's this moment, and, and I really want to simplify it because I know I've kind of boiled everything up to like, oh my gosh, what, what, what do I trust? What do I believe? Jesus makes it real simple. Jesus makes it real simple because what's going to happen is, is that um, I want to ask you a question tonight, and I want to boil everything down to maybe the most important question that's going to kick the series off, and this is what does it truly mean to follow Jesus? Like, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And I know some people have been entertaining that question for a long time. I've told you guys, uh, some of you sixth graders haven't heard my story, but I remember growing up in a, in a church family. Uh, we went to church every, every Sunday, and so I heard sermon after sermon after sermon. And then I remember when I was 10 years old, uh, someone came, this like guest speaker came into our youth group and told a bunch of horror stories about how people laugh at God, and then they die and go to hell. Like he told like 17 of them, it, was, it wasn't like a Bible study. It was just like all these different stories. And I don't even know if these are true. I'm like, how did you even know this story? Like, because they died right after. They didn't, like, live to tell the story. I don't know how that works. Um, but, like, how do you know they went to hell? How do you know everything? But, like, I, 10-year-old Mark, was scared. I was scared because he started to tell us about, like, well, you're going to go to hell if you, don't, if you don't accept Christ as your Savior. And, and I just didn't understand why. And I didn't understand because there's lots of different belief systems. And I had some friends that believe this and some friends that believe that. And so I made this decision to become a Christian. But I didn't actually become a Christian. I just didn't want to go to hell because hell seemed awful. In fact, I remember this guy. I don't remember much from my 10-year-old life, but, but I remember he said, do you want to go to hell where you'll burn forever, or do you want to go to heaven with mommy and daddy? And what do you think 10-year-old Mark said? Yeah, I think I'll take heaven. I mean, if it's that. Do you want cake or do you want lima beans? Well, I think I'll take the cake. Lima beans are disgusting. Objectively, they're disgusting, okay? Fight me. Um, they are disgusting. No, seriously, like, I made this decision 
to like choose heaven because hell seemed like an awful place to go. And so I want you to, I want you to listen to me for the next six years, almost every night, I laid in my bed and I couldn't sleep and I stared at the ceiling and I was thinking, man, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I don't know what this is all about. I just didn't, I just didn't get it. I didn't know, but I had a pretty good idea that I wasn't saved. I had a pretty good idea that I wasn't a Christian. And for some reason, I couldn't like figure out and muster the, the decision to just become one. Like, why can't I just become one? And it wasn't real to me. And I think it was because I honestly didn't care. And maybe it had something to do with a certain guest speaker coming in and making it all about something that it's actually not all about. Jesus never once, never once is like, listen, the whole thing, it's just about avoiding hell. It's just about avoiding hell. Go to heaven because hell's terrible. Heaven's good. Hell's bad. That's not Jesus. In fact, this whole book is actually about Jesus and not heaven or hell. So what does it truly mean to follow Jesus? And if, you're ever, if you've ever been confused, I kind of want to just simplify it. Okay? Can I just simplify it for us? In Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20, these verses are going to be on the screen. You don't have to have your Bible out or anything. It just says this. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's also called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. That's, that's the story. You're like, that's a cool story, I guess. I don't know. And you're thinking like, man, we're lacking all kinds of details. Like, how are these guys just going to like up and follow a stranger? Why did they leave the one thing they knew? These guys, this is their career, okay? This is how they made money. This is how they supported their families. They walked away. They walked away. What do you think they knew? What do you think they had a glimpse of? Ten-year-old Mark couldn't figure out what Jesus was about, much less heaven or hell. But somehow Peter and Andrew see this man walk forward and are like, yeah, we're going to leave everything we know and follow this, follow this man. What do you think they knew? Just any ideas? Not big, long answers, but who did you think they think Jesus was? Some king. What else? Huh? High official? A savior? God? Yeah. A friendly face? So there's all kinds of things that had to have happened for Peter and Andrew to make this decision to follow. And you know what's interesting is that Jesus just made it very simple. He said, follow me. Follow me. What did he not say? You're going to need to be perfect. You're going to need to do more good things than bad. Do you know there's belief systems out there, and you have friends that believe this, I'm, I'm sure, that at the end of life, when you die, there's literally scales there. And there's your good stuff that you did, and there's the bad stuff that you did. And if the good stuff outweighs the bad, then you get to go to heaven. And if the bad stuff outweighs the good, if, the, if you did more bad stuff than good, then you go to hell. Do you know there's belief systems out there like that? Like, there's, there's more than one. Christianity is like the only one that's based on these two words, like, follow me. What does it mean to follow Jesus? There's a, there's a, a verse in 1 John, verse, um, verse 1. Um, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, excuse me. 
says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know how simple that is? You know what that means? That means like I get that I can't get through this life on my own. See, something happened when I was 16 and I went through kind of one of the most um, stressful uh, periods and seasons of my life when I was in 16. I mean, you know, you, you go through things and life is kind of a roller coaster, but I had this specific season. I'll tell more details about it later, but I was stressed out and it was just, I couldn't handle it. And it was the first time that I had a glimpse that I don't think I was meant to do life on my own. And I certainly can't carry the weight of like trying to figure out how to do life on my own or trying to be good enough to earn salvation. You can't be good enough to earn salvation. And it clicked for me. It clicked for me that for six years, I've been laying, staring at the ceiling. It's just like, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if I'm saved. And you know what happened? Like after 16 years of sitting in sermons, I mean, I could have written a, a doctoral thesis on, on all this stuff because I'd learned all this stuff in 16 years of going to church. Like some of you are that way. You've lived and grown up in church. You were like practically born in church and you're here today, but maybe you haven't made that decision personal. That was me. That was my life story, but it clicked. That It was just like, you know what? The past doesn't matter. I'm going to throw the whole past away, and all I need to do is just to decide in this one moment, you know what? I don't know what all that was. I got, like, saved and baptized. I got carted up in front of the church. They clapped for me. My parents were so excited. But in my heart, I was separated from God. But when I was 16, in my bedroom, by myself, no pastor, no church camp, no Sunday school, no fuse, no nothing. I was just like, God, listen, I'm here. I want you. If, if you give me good stuff in life, awesome. If you give me bad stuff in life, awesome. I want you. And I was just like, I'm just going to start following you. I'm just going to start. And it wasn't perfect. You know what? I made some real bad decisions after that. Some friends who knew I made that decision had to call me out on some stuff that I was doing that didn't line up with that decision. But did, did that mean that my salvation was in question? No, I can tell you, that moment, I became a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Behold, the old has passed away, the new has come. Like, if, you're, if you have placed your faith in Jesus, if you are decided to follow him, like, that's it. That's it. That, like, that's, there's freedom. What he says is, follow him. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We understand, like, you can't clean yourself up to get to God. Sometimes people don't come to church because they feel too dirty by their sin. Like, they don't feel like they're worthy enough to come in here. Do you know why that's hogwash? Because literally no one is worthy to come here and worship Jesus. Like, he makes us worthy because Jesus shed his blood for us. He made us worthy, right? He gave us value. Some people won't come to church because they think it's full of hypocrites. You know what? They are right. <laughs> There's one preaching right now. There's one preaching right now. Like, am I going to get it right every time? Nope. Nope. But you know what? I know that Jesus has got me. I have this security. I know that I know that I know that Jesus loves me, that I have put my faith in him, and that as much as I'm going to go to heaven when I die, 
My Christian life started when I was 16 years old, and I'm going to live that out. So I've been proclaiming his name ever since. And if you've ever felt questions about where you stand with God, can you just, can you just look at me right now? I'm not going to ask you to, like, raise your hand or stand up or, or confess or anything. I'm just going to say, like, the past doesn't matter. And there's no one in here that's like, yeah, they got to a point where it kind of made sense for them to become a Christian. Like, all of us came unworthy. All of us, 100%. There's one more verse I want to share with you. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in your heart, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Can you just zero in on those words again? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, period. It's not like there's not an asterisk on it. Well, just, you know, unless you, unless you mess up later. Unless maybe, you, maybe you're going to change your beliefs later. I don't know. There's a million reasons people don't come to Christ. But I want to tell you, if you've ever ever had a question in your heart about where you stand with God, if I can just boil it all the way down, what does is, what is following Jesus mean? It just, you just place yourself at the feet of Jesus. You, you say, I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus was the son of God and raised from the dead. I want to place my, feet, my faith in him. You will be saved. Now, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to ask you to repeat a prayer. I'm not going to ask you to stand up and tell me. But I am going to say this. If I can have everyone's focus right now, I know for sure there are people in this room that have been messing around with that decision. And I will say, as much as I don't appreciate what that guest preacher came in to talk about, you know, when I was 10 years old, part of what he said was true. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And God will not be mocked. But I want to tell you, I don't, I don't want you to make a decision like, well, I don't want to go to hell, so I'm going to go to heaven. I want to ask you, do you want to be saved? Do you want to follow Jesus or not? And then a secondary question. Those of you who have already followed Jesus, does your life reflect it? Do your friends look at you and say, yeah, he, he's definitely a Christian. She's definitely a Christian. If you told your friends you were a Christian, would they be like, what? That's a shocker. I had no clue. You go to church? I had someone, I had someone do this to me. It's the last thing I'll say. I had someone in high school that found out I was a Christian. Way, way. I got real brave at graduation. Started inviting my friends to church. Started sharing the gospel. You know why? Because I knew that I was losing my opportunity to share the gospel with them. I was going to move eight hours away to school, and I started, I started telling people about Jesus, like close to the end. And you know what one of them said? How long have you been going to church? Like, we're f- why didn't you tell me about this? Why now? And, and I think, honestly, it was hard for him to believe I was a Christian. Because if it was so real to me, why didn't I say anything about it? Why didn't I say anything about it? You just bow your head for a second and we'll close.
I just want to ask you, like, are you, are you someone who would say, you know what? I have never, I have never placed my faith in Jesus before. If you want to make that decision tonight, I would love to help you. One of our leaders would love to help you. I'm not going to even make you raise your hand. I'm going to tell you what. If you want to make that big, bold decision, then make the big, bold decision. You don't need me to help you, but I sure will help you if you want. And you don't need to pray my prayer, but if you need to, I'll help you. But I tell you, there's too many people that have made this decision by raising their hands and not really following up on it. So I want you to make a big, bold decision. If you want to, follow, if you want to drop your nets and follow him, I want you to settle that in your heart. Will you do it? Will you drop your nets and follow Jesus? And it's not nets, but it is your, your hopes, your dreams. Like you can still have all kinds of good stuff in life, but will you put him first? Will he be king in your life? Will he be Lord in your life? I'm going to pray for you, and then we'll close in just a minute. Father, thank you for having such grace on us. I remember being so afraid for six years staring at the ceiling every night thinking, I might die. But you gave me grace. And tomorrow wasn't promised, but, but here we are. So God, I pray that, that if there is a student here tonight who needs to make the decision to follow Christ, that they would make a big, bold decision to come up front and talk to me in just a moment and talk to a leader nearby. Because it's just as simple as confessing in our heart that we're a sinner and believing in our heart that you're the son of God and that he raised you from the dead. If there's someone here that would make that big, bold decision, I pray that you give them the strength and the boldness to do that. Lord, we love you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.